Before I forget, um, does the wiping the butt thing go to the, to be the cold open, or is that too low brow? Oh, <laughs> or that, or uh, I broke up with a girl because of ketchup. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's either good, one, good. either one. Don't forget, you have a line here. It's welcome back. I'm Mario. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Chris. I'm Mario. Welcome back. You already screwed it up, bro. You already screwed it up. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I'm Chris. My back. Welcome, Mario. We're two Diablo friends talking about the things we like, tackling the world's stickiest subjects, telling stories instead of going to therapy, and hoping that you'll laugh the pain away with us. Today, we're welcoming you to pull up a chair to our conversation about love. 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 That's what we're talking about. Valentine's Day was just a little while ago, so we're talking about love together. How about that? Yeah, if we were good at this we had already have had this episode out before valentine's <laughs> so, day so true so true but isn't it always a good time to talk about love i think so i think this is the season for love so um let's start out with a little bit of of our valentine's day experience what did you guys do for valentine's day this year you and emily Ooh. so um we recently moved as the listeners of the pod know um mm-hmm. so financially we're not the best fit for going big. So this yeah. year, we didn't, I'm not saying we didn't do anything special, <clears throat> but mm-hmm. uh, on Friday after work, we got some sushi and we watched some uh, MCU movies. Nice. Uh, we're actually in uh, the middle of like a, a watch through of the whole MCU. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, side note from the whole love this is nothing to do with valentine's day but we're about to <laughs> hop into infinity war actually so we're, we're almost coming yeah uh and then saturday we did nothing romantic at all mm-hmm. i don't even think i looked at her i don't think i, I don't even <laughs> think i blew a kiss or anything the whole time i don't know why then my saturday was so big. anyways and then sunday for valentine's <laughs> day um we did some real classic mario and emily we uh we didn't prepare anything, and then we mm-hmm. drove to Sheets. We got mm. like 40 bucks worth of food, went Dutch on Valentine's Day, and <laughs> we sat in a parking lot and watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 on my phone in the car. Mm. Mm-hmm. How long have you and Emily been together? Been together eight years strong. Yeah, got it. What'd you guys I, do? It, well, that's why I asked that, because like, we've been together for a long time, too. I think we're going to be 12 this year, 11 or 12. And, um, we also didn't do anything special, special. Like, um, I mean, I guess you guys did something, but I'm like thinking about it. We didn't do, I don't think we did anything for like, this is, we're going to call this Valentine's day. Um, Sam's birthday is five days after Valentine's day. Ooh. So yeah. Um, we did do like a little dinner for her birthday. We went to, actually, we just did that. What did I, I think I told you when we did that two days ago. Yeah. We did that on this past Tuesday. And, uh, and so we just went to Texas Roadhouse and just had a dinner where she didn't have to feel guilty about how much it costs. Um, yeah, Texas Roadhouse is, is it doesn't take much for her to feel like, can we really be spending this? Like, yeah, we're celebrating your birthday and Valentine's Day. So um, that's basically all we did. We were traveling like on the Valentine's Day weekend. Uh-huh. Um, so it was like not exactly conducive to, uh, <laughs> to celebrating yeah. our love. However, we do celebrate our love every single day. Every day. You just wake up. You look at her in the eyes and you say, oh, I love you. I say, I celebrate our love today. Man, you guys she are the says, worst. I you guys actually do that? 
No. What? I'm about to say. <laughs> you're starting to buy that? That's kind of. You're kind of selling on it. Well, here's the thing. The, uh, the rollover rate from high school couples into like full-on yeah. relationships forever is like wicked low. I never yeah. recommend it. Yeah, me too. Like, if I hear someone's under 18 and they're dating someone, I'll just break up with them. But they're the mm-hmm. love of my life. You'll have another Same. one. Just yeah, break up. They're not. Just break up mm-hmm. now. Well, I was told, like, I'm, like, I, I spiritually advise students. Uh-huh. Um, and so I tell them all the time, like, they're like, oh, but you guys, you guys got together in high school, so I might actually marry this person. And I say, no, no, you won't. First of all, the, the, uh, the statistics say that you almost definitely will not. Yeah. And I say, and you know me. And we did. So your just chances have just plummeted as well yeah. for that reason. The fact so. that you know that it worked for us means it's not right. going to work for you. Exactly. So <laughs> I use that every time I talk about it. <laughs> so um, let's. I, I want to play a little game of sorts. Uh, we, if you are a listener, you know that we've done this before for friendships. But we decided we're going to rate with our iconic Taco Bell sauce rating system. Um, we're going to rate some cultural couples, some pop culture. Uh, entertainment couples, and uh, we're gonna see what we think. See if we can get some Diablo couples around here. For for the uninitiated, it's uh yeah. It, for, at the bottom we go Verde, and then mild, hot, fire Diablo at the best. The best is Diablo. And here's the thing: all of those sauces are good. Yeah, they have so a time like, place. Just keep that in mind too. So just because you're not a Diablo doesn't mean that you're you know, garbage. If you're Verde, you could be all right. It's just a little weird. No, yeah. <laughs> no spice at all with the with the Verde. All right. So we got a bunch of things here. Let's do a warm up. Let's go back and forth. Last time we spent so much time on rating couples was, <laughs> or on rating friendships. If you're fast forwarding, you're going to miss it all because we're going to try to, we, we learned from our mistakes in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Did we? Because our list might be longer this time. <laughs> yeah. We made the list longer, but we're going to hop through them quicker. All right, With the occasional okay. pausing to talk about things like now and then just drag it out even more. <laughs> yeah. Bugs and Lola from the Looney Tunes. I want to give them Diablo because, well, Lola Bunny was my sexual awakening. But uh, I'd say Fire. I'm going to go with Fire. I know because of the pursuit and the, you know, like she just thinks she's too good for Bugs or whatever. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Fire for that reason. Plus, there's not a long history we have with them. Really, they've only, like... Most people, or at least me in particular, only really understand the Bugs Lola dynamic through Space Jam. Yeah, it's true. I think that's fair. I'm thinking like, I'm thinking kind of mild. It's mostly lust. I'll meet you at hot. I think that makes sense. Aunt Becky and Uncle Jesse from Full House. Ooh, Jesse uh, Cochran slash, uh, what's his second last name? Opolis. Katsopolis? Katsopolis, yeah. They changed his name. Is in the first episode or first season, the first episode that they say his last name, he has a different last name and then they change it. Um, Uncle Jesse and and Becky. Have mercy. He's someone that I quote pretty regularly. I love how uh, he's like one of our first teachers of of masculinity with like a heart <laughs> of gold. That's true. So that's like that's, that's like a, an aside of this relationship. That's just him being great. But she's a woman with a career, but she makes yeah. time for herself in a relationship. So she's got that workflow dynamic. Hmm. A couple of kids. Living in an attic. Yeah. Oh, frick. That knocks him down a little <laughs> bit, right? <laughs> but for a good reason, because he's helping take That's care true. of his dead sister's kids. That's so true. How often do people watch that show and forget that it's all based yeah. around the tragedy of a dead mother? There's a dark setup there. Jeez. 
But in that darkness shines the bright light of Aunt Becky and Uncle Jesse, which I give a hot mm, fire. fire. I'm going fire. I'm a fire. Fire it is. That's a fire relationship right there. Fire. All right. Santa and Mrs. Claus. That's Verde. Verde. Hard, hard Explain Verde. It. Explain it. The oppressors, right? The lazy, the layabouts, making elves work year round so he can just ha- take all the glory one day a year before he gets fat again. Abusing, abusing Rudolph, which we've covered before. He's only <laughs> useful true. once once he can. He's only like accepted once he's useful, right? And they never once talk about the wages. He steals a baby, and then once he grows up and realizes, oh, he's he's not really good at making toys, he just throws them into the streets of New York. Santa's a monster, and she's an enabler for being a part of this. I, I have a lot to say. Lots of different versions of Santa Claus, first of all. <laughs> Let's throw them all together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Secondly, if she's enabling all that, doesn't that make them a great couple? Oh, I think frick. two supervillains are Man. a Diablo couple. Like like Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, Frick. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Dang. They might and actually be Diablo. And I think they got Diablo. a great setup. They're both... I think they got a great situation. They're both epically evil. Exactly. Yeah. I guess. Oh, man. I guess I'll Think about here. it. Think about it. Santa, like, shoved... He, he shoved old Santa off the roof. He killed Santa to become Santa. <laughs> and then showed up. Showed up at the North Pole and didn't change things. He's like, oh, slavery's still yeah. cool here? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nice, they don't even nice. cover Mrs. Claus there when she's just like, well, got a new one, I guess. Yep. If you want to, if you want, if you yeah. want to make sure that kids can have toys, even though we have the production team here and the means of distribution with the, with the, uh, uh, reindeer, but we need fat man. Cause they're Gotta so conditioned Stockholm syndrome. Santa's the worst person ever, but it is kind of Diablo. All right. I'll give him a Diablo. I'm not sure I'm going to go Diablo very much here, so I'll settle for that. So let's tackle. That's the warm up round. It took a while, but <laughs> we're, we're proven, right? We're moving. We're we're moving. We're scooting. So let's. Oh, let's there's tackle. so much left in this list. There's a lot. Let's tackle um, a couple universes at a time. Like maybe one like world of cinema or television at a time. We can still go back and forth, but uh, we're gonna hit one particular place: the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, let's um, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about. Uh, Steve Rogers, Captain Steve Rogers, Captain America, mm-hmm. and Agent Peggy Carter. And Peggy. But she's treated that way, isn't she? A little bit. Kind of a uh, afterthought. And then like, once they give her a new character because Peggy's so forgettable, <laughs> uh, they just use the same actress. I don't even turn, know what you're Turn Peggy about. into a hoe. I don't even know what you're talking about. Peggy and Peggy from Hamilton. Oh, oh yeah. I thought we were still talking what? about Cap, Pe- Caps Peggy, and I got confused. Oh, man. But you're right. We're nailing this. <laughs> yes. Ring rust. Caps so, and Peggy, I'm going to give them a mild. I agree with you. All right. You know why I agree with you? Tell me. It's because they barely knew each other. A yeah. couple missions. He goes into the snow, and then he longs after her. She's had a whole life without him. And then he just... He just waltzes back in? For, he just ignores his universe and, and goes back in time into another branch universe to live a life that shouldn't exist, right? He's messing with time. In just one of the universes, how many Peggy's are alone? So many. One less? So many. All right. Or, you know, they they establish... This is the thing. Here's how they bring back Captain America. In uh, Endgame, 
they came up with the the time travel thing, but first they passed time through people, making them older or younger. Crank Captain America back to young. He lived yeah. a whole life so with easy. Peggy. Crank him back to being a jacked young man. And then keep going. He doesn't want it. He's selfish. <sighs> Just take the money. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, we'll give them a mild. How about there's some potential here, but it never got to truly uh, pick up off the ground. Uh, the Incredible Hulk and Black Widow. I love it. It has a potential for fire, but it never really ignites. Yeah, you know like saying? I feel like if they ever pulled the trigger on it, it would be fire. But I'd have to give it hot on account of that. But that's still good for someone who's not officially a couple. <laughs> Sun's getting real low. Hot it is. I'm saying we can hop on over to Lord of Thunder, Thor and uh, Jane. Verde. Yeah. The worst. The movie where they meet. Yeah, I, the and you've Thor seen movie. it more recently than I have, so... Your perspective is good. Course over takes place over the course of three days, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, and she's like longing after him. Yeah, and by the second movie, after he disappeared for years, and he's able, the Bifrost have been reopened by this time mm-hmm. for an established amount of period because he's just hopping around with his friends. He could have went back to see her and just didn't nah, pass. He didn't even bring her for shawarma after what happened in New York. He didn't even like ring her. <laughs> It's a fair day. It's so bad, yeah. They just write her off eventually, right? Like, I don't even think they explain it. Uh, future spoiler alert. She might be oh, back. Oh, yeah, I heard that. She might be yeah. back. But the couple that is still here. Oh, they're not still here. <laughs> oh, frick. Uh, spoiler alert. The late Iron Man and Pepper Potts. Yeah. That's a deal. That's... She puts up with a lot. It's conflict resolution yeah. accepting each other yeah. changing changing for for each other molding into a unit and eventually having a kid all right you talked me into it that's uh, a diablo. diablo's strong that's a diablo all right i'll meet you there and finally one of my favorite mcu one of my favorite quadrants of the mcu is the guardians of the galaxy yeah so let's talk star lord gamora it is a hilarious relationship yeah it's like it's it's unspoken. You can't say it because then it's spoken. <laughs> Do you remember that <laughs> when 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 she, no. when she wouldn't acknowledge that she likes him too, even though he's oh, like God, always like it. laying it on. Yeah, he's like, "There's nothing spoken." He's like, "Yeah, that's why it's unspoken." <laughs> <laughs> oh, up until the last movie, it's a uh, that's 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 pretty fire, but because what happens to Gamora from main timeline and, and piping in new Gamora without yeah, any right. memories of being with him. It's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. hard to maintain this relationship. He's got to win her over again. And the first time was really hard. And he, he almost tough. died several times <laughs> for her, like in space, he like, uh, took off his helmet and put it on her. Like he almost yeah. died several times, died almost several times for her as well. And whew, it's an uphill battle, man. I'm gonna say mild. I'll, I'll I'll accept the mild. It's a little low, but you gotta work for it if you want to be higher, hotter than that. Leaving the MCU, where are we go? Let's jump on over to one of my favorite universes, and hopefully some of our listeners' favorite universes. Ah, yes. That you know nothing about. Yes. Dragon Ball Z. We're gonna speed around this because Chris doesn't know anything about this. Tell me so, all about it. Okay. Goku and, and Chi-Chi, they 
basically made an arrangement like where Chi Chi was like, you should marry me one day. And Goku, who's like alien to a planet and doesn't know what marriage is, says, yeah, sure. And then when they jump from Dragon Ball where they're a kid to Dragon Ball Z where he's an adult, they're married. He like, he followed through with he it. He did it. Like, uh, they, they met in a, a, a martial arts tournament. Uh, later on, as they were growing up, at towards the end of Dragon Ball, and like he didn't know who she was, and she was just like constantly like ticked off at him. He's like, "What's your problem?" He's like, "She's like, you never married me." And he's like, "What?" He's like, "You promised." And he's like, "Oh, you're her." And they got married, and they had two kids. But it's like so weird because he knows nothing about relationships. I don't even think he's ever kissed her because he doesn't know what kissing is. That's established in Dragon Ball Super, I think. Like Vegeta's okay. like, "You never, you never kissed her." He's like, "He's like, yeah, it's gross." And so I give them a beer day, but okay. the the prince of all Saiyans, bad guy turned good guy, which is like a, my favorite trope, Vegeta yeah. and Bulma briefs, they are Diablo relationship hardcore. Tell me why. He's because man, he's a he's a bad guy without a heart of gold who develops a heart of gold, Aww. like he's a ruthless killer has taken over planets, and she's just like. She, essentially, she's essentially a smart Paris Hilton. Like her dad oh, created yeah, yeah. A, a crazy good company, and then, you know, and then she's also super smart. She created a time machine. She really could have helped the MCU. But their interaction <laughs> together, having kids, he's like proud and stubborn, and she's just as feisty. That's a Diallo. You know, something about all that, um, I as I'm looking at these pictures, I recognized all of the male characters. But I don't think I knew that there was a single female in that whole universe. I, I had not seen any of them. That's because the guys get on the t-shirts. Oh. And they do the fireball blasty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like they're like <laughs> yeah. taking poops. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. So that's all for uh, the old uh, Dragon Ball. Where are we going next? Um, I think we should hop over to, to Friends, maybe? Okay. Let's talk about Friends. Uh, Monica and Chandler. Ooh, for, forbidden love, right? That's how yes. We start off. Yes, you're right. You're right. I, they're like such a. They're like the mainstay of the show. Like the most. I, I would assume they spend the most time married. I'm gonna say that that's got to be true. Are they um, married at the end of the show? Oh yeah, big time. Okay. Most of the show, I think they're married. Ah, most is a strong word, but they're together for a lot uh-huh. of it. You're right, and they do start out as a couple like my best friend and my sister everyone i love is here uh, monica and chandler i'm gonna give uh you know they have like they have kids at the end they try to adopt for a long time they're really cool stories um but i think they're a fire couple sounds pretty fire to me i think so ross and rachel now the volatility they're the dogecoin of the friends universe you know up and down I am. Track. I don't know a lot about friends, mm-hmm. but I am pretty hardcore. We were on a break. Yeah. Side. Oh, they were on a break. They're they absolutely were on, on a break. They're on a break. Is it because we're guys? No, it's because we're not dumb. Should we ask? Should we ask Emily? Should we ask Sam? Is Sam close by. Emily's probably in the middle of a round. She's not close by. <laughs> oh, frick. Good. We don't need. We don't need their yeah. opinions, anyways. No, they were on a break. We're it's the obvious. ones talking about love. <laughs> yeah. Rachel's on the phone with Mark. Yeah. They were on a break. They are on a break. I'm giving them... They have quite a moment at the end, but I'm giving them mild. I don't even give them a beer day. The whole thing, the whole genesis of their relationship is that she leaves someone on the altar. Mm-hmm. All right, so she's a flaky person, right? 
He is Phoebe's the flaky one, actually. He's uh he seems a little narcissistic, right? And then he just like falls in love in China or something. While he's on a dig, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I have very cursory knowledge. Yeah, of you do. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong though. You're not entirely wrong. He brings her home. Mm-hmm. But he's in love with Rachel the whole time, though. Like, Which is even from, worse. That's that's like <laughs> that's such a bad relationship. But take the Rachel, you know, when he messes up his uh, vows with Emily. Oh, what a you scumbag! Know this, this, I do know what you're talking about. I think I, <laughs> I think I've seen clips of it, but uh, I'm not. I, I, I'm going to give it mild. I, I have trouble going all the way down to Verde. I'll leave it to you. All right, let's do mild. So uh, we got two more universes left. Do you want to do 70s show or uh, The Office first? Let's do The Office because you can run it again because you know more oh, okay. about The Office than I do. And mm-hmm. then we could finish strong with the best couple in the list. Okay. All right. So um, The Office, let's do classic Jim and Pam. What do you think? I'm going to say hot. They have a hot relationship. Some some romantic out there saying Diablo, they're screaming Diablo into their phone, but it's got to stop at hot. I was going to say fire. Why, why are we going hot? Oh, well, mostly because I often get fire and hot mixed up, and I forget which one is right below Diablo. So, fire it is. Boom. That's Got it. Dwight and Angela. That's such a weird coupling. It is such a weird couple. I never made it far enough into the show to see this coupling emerge. I've only seen, like, growing yeah. up seeing random episodes on TBS. That's right. usually, that's that's my... Apparently, people don't do that. Emily said people don't do that. Just turn on whatever's well, on and watch whatever's yeah. on TV. Well, because, yeah, they don't have TV anymore. But, like, growing up, like, mm-hmm. just, like, seeing whatever's on, just watching. Like, watching, like, uh, I've seen all of Supernatural, right? But I'm pretty sure one of the first episodes I've seen was, like, season five, episode 14. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so if you don't have, like, a, like, they go through a lot. You know, there's a mm-hmm. duel. There's the secret love. There's a senator. <laughs> what? <laughs> State senator, sorry. Uh, but in the end they do end up together and there is a really cool ending to their story that shows the warmth in their relationship however i'm gonna go for hot which is between mild and fire for those for the listeners keeping track hot all right dwight and angela are hot 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 all right michael and holly michael and holly i don't even know who holly is ah it's the one that he moves to colorado with in the very end. That's why he leaves the show, because he moves to Colorado with her. Oh, the Will Ferrell comes in for a couple episodes, right? Yes. Yeah, people talk ill of that, but I loved it. <laughs> I'm going to say Michael and Holly are... I don't know, I feel like I'm being boring, because all these couples are great. Maybe I just love the show. Fire. I'm giving them... No, I'm taking it back. I'm uh, hot. 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 They're a great couple. I'm going back and forth on like what my rating system is. Like, Are uh-huh. they a good couple, or do I enjoy them as a couple? I'm going to give them hot. All right. And finally, Michael and Jan. And Why if I, wasn't this endgame? What? Why wasn't this endgame for them? Oh, like, to like, get them together? How did it fall apart? Well, um, she just was nuts. I believe the last episode they're together is um, the dinner party. I'm pretty sure that's the last episode they're together. And he like leaves and, you know, storms out. And she, the last scene, she is like gluing his Dundee back together. She's just like, she's got some stuff to work out, you know? She broke his Dundee? Yeah, she, yeah. She also broke his flat screen TV. 
It was an emotional time. That's a top of the line TV too. Uh, yeah. You pull it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've so, seen the, blo- um, the bloopers of that. <laughs> how did they film any? How, how many seasons was that show? It's a nine or something. How did they know. get an episode filmed? With how funny it would have to be just, working on that set. Such funny people. Yep. I'm gonna go with fire, but yeah. but, but only because I enjoyed it. You know. <laughs> You seem pretty fiery, too. The relationship was so bad. They burned for each other. He won her over. Do you think that she was crazy before they met? Or do you think that he drove her? She was in a downward spiral. She was, like, going through a divorce. And that kind of what... It's kind of what led her to him. Or led her to uh, allow herself to be with him. And it's just so fun to watch them self-destruct together, you know? Snip, snap, snip, snap. (laughs) Yeah. So true. (laughs) So we've got one more universe to cover. Let's go to That 70s Show. Do you know that briefly they tried to do a That's 80s show? Ugh. No, that sounds bad, though. Apparently it wasn't popular. But we're back a decade on that 70s show. Which, also, mental note, when I watch that 70s show, what keeps clicking in my mind, like seeing the kids in the basement, like, smoking weed and stuff. Like, it's like, what, 1976 Uh or something? Yeah, I don't know. My dad is their age. So, like... Oh, wow. Kelso, yeah. Eric, you know, they could be my dad. Like, I have no idea what my dad was like <laughs> as a teenager. I've never really asked him what he's like as a teenager. I should yeah, ask yeah. him. Next time I see him, I'm like, who are you like? Big guy, you know, it's kind of square. So I really hung out in my basement with my friends. I'm like, dad. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to our show? How'd you know to say that? Um, but yeah, anytime I watch that semi show, I just like, be like, this is the exact age. This is what my dad and his siblings were doing, which mm-hmm. is so weird. It's but, anyways. Weird. We're rating some couples from that 70s show. Let's do it. Such an underrated show, too. People think about Friends and The Office is like the greats. That 70s show, that's right up there. I don't know about the ending, but early seasons, highly underrated. Okay. It's good. I wouldn't put it on the same level as Friends and The Office, but it's all right. You wouldn't. That's what I said. (laughs) I know. I'm acknowledging it. No. <laughs> so the classic, I think, the classic that 70s show couple is Eric and Donna. Mm-hmm. Together much of the time. What do we rate them? Budding love. Learning the ropes of relationships. They're the first serious relationships they've had, right? At that point. I'd say so, probably. Like, childhood friends turned teenage friends turned <laughs> turned love interest. It's It's a classic story. Coming of age. So true. I kind of want to give it a fire. Okay, I'll give it fire, yeah. I I enjoyed some of the other ones more, such as Kelso and Jackie. Wasn't good. However, them being together in real life Uh makes me, takes me up to fire, I think. Yeah. They have, are they still together? Yeah. I mean, there are some issues. I decided not to put like real life couples in here Uh on account of, I'm afraid of like accidentally, you know, Diabloing someone with like, domestic abuse allegations or something horrible yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing we <laughs> so, took hide off the list yeah. <laughs> so true so true but i do think that there was some maybe uh infidelity there but they're together now and they were just in a commercial for something cheetos match.com <laughs> no <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was cheetos with shaggy but as far as in universe goes kelso and jackie yeah. they i i give them a hot yeah Hot slash Verde. Like, they're definitely not mild, what? but it's a little weird sometimes. Cheating with Pam Macy, 
right? Being a scumbag all the time. It's true. Like, and like for seasons, multiple seasons, talking about how he's going to break up with her. (laughs) And then she dumps him. And then he's like, I miss her, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. I like like fire, so I'll meet you at hot. All right. (laughs) Sounds great. Wait. uh, Fire is above hot. I know, I know. Hot it is. Hot it is. It's a it's a it's a fiery verde, <laughs> which like, makes it which makes it hot. Weird. <laughs> yep. We're gonna speed run this one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> we'll be right back. So we have Eric, we have Donna, mm-hmm. right? And the show isn't just about the teens. It's so about true. the parents too, so which is what makes it such a great show. Okay. And so let's start off with. Uh, Oh man, what's their last names? Bob and Midge Pinciotti. Hey, good job. Boom. Didn't even look it up. Uh, Bob and Midge Pinciotti. The uh, Midge is a stay-at-home mom, right? And Bob is a business owner. And Midge, like at a certain point, she goes back to community college, learns about feminism, <laughs> right? Like, do you remember any of this? No, I didn't know that you went so hard for that seventies show. Dude, that's how many shows so underrated. It's such a good job. <laughs> oh man, their relationship. He's such a misogynistic pig. Yeah, yeah. And she is. Uh, rest in peace. The actress just yeah. died uh, this year in January. Uh, breaking news, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is the only thing I know this actress from without googling it. But she does great in this show. She plays the like the dits so well and just her building over time into this fully fledged character who's who's grasping onto her sexuality her awakening her her grasp of who she is in the relationship as opposed to just being a stay-at-home mother Mm -hmm. and wife Mm -hmm. like she's a great character arc he's a great character arc together their relationship though it's pretty weird it's pretty weird like if you were to ask uh, Bob, he'd say, "Oh, we're Di- we're Diablo, or yeah, uh, we're yeah. say it up in uh, Michigan, where Wisconsin? Hello, Wisconsin! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Bob, he he would probably say it's Diablo, and uh, Midge, she'd probably call it. She'd probably she probably call it, yeah, Bob, yeah, <laughs> Diablo. But I'm gonna give it straight up Verde. Like it's such a oh, weird no, dynamic, wow. and which makes such great moments. Sure. Like if they. Their unhealthy relationships what makes this their part of the show so great. Okay, I like it. So finally, the uh, the end all be all. Tell Ladies me. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the moment you waited for. <laughs> I've been hanging on to this Diablo to drop it yeah. so hard. Yeah, drop it. Drop it like it's on Diablo. red and kitty. Red and kitty. goals forever goals. This is what I strive to Tell be. Tell me why. This is. Oh my gosh, red is such. A great character trying to yeah. provide for his family. You see him struggle in a in a time where um, he he's known his whole life what he needs to do to be a man, to to run a household, to be the the head of the household, and having to struggle with losing his job when the factory shuts down. Mm-hmm. His wife uh, being a nurse, having to really kind of provide for and having to and just growing as a character with. And his done. Oh man, he's such a great character in general. But their relationship, how they interact together, yeah, you know, compliment she each puts, other. It's so it's so yeah. good. And she's <laughs> like she's she's so good at uh, playing 
she can play a drunk occasionally. Like when she gets upset, she'll just like go to their mini bar and yeah. make a drink. Um, but like the kids are gone and they'll just like be like on the couch, watch TV and Kitty will be like, you know, we're at the kids are going to be gone for like a couple of hours. And then they both just get up and sprint upstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's goals. It's goals the whole way around. All right. Here's a question. Was Kitty. Okay. Diablo. We, we've settled that. Was Kitty ever on Dragon Ball Z? Probably not. But here's my point. She exists in the MCU. What do you mean? Kitty. The actress. Yes. Kitty's character. Or, or the no, actress. Kitty's actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She exists in the MCU. Okay. She exists in the Friends universe as well. <laughs> oh my! Is she in everything except for Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> I, I don't think she's in the Office. I, I'm not. I, I'm running through it. Like, but it seems like she would have popped up at some point. Fun fact that I learned after recording this episode, the actress that played Kitty on that 70s show, her name is Deborah Jo Rupp, and while she did not appear on the NBC sitcom The Office that aired from 2005 to 2013, the beloved American TV series, she was on a show called The Office, which was a CBS sitcom that aired for five episodes in 1995. But um, she's, you know, three out of, what, five? <laughs> it's not so, not too bad. Wow. For not doing that on purpose. She shows up all over the place. Wow. Go for her. You know, I'd love to see them as them, like yeah. as Red yeah, and yeah, Kitty yeah. and other things. Yeah. Like show crossovers are hilarious. I know it wasn't a real thing, but when Jesse Pinkman showed up at the office, it was a skit for the Emmys. Oh, okay. Have you seen this? No, I was and, like, I don't uh, know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for you. All right. Send you, me have, the link. Are, have you ever watched uh, Breaking Bad? Yeah. Um, well, there's a crossover between the office and Breaking Bad. Okay. It was a short shot for the emmys i think or the golden globes mm-hmm. go watch it listeners at home that's my recommendation go watch that <laughs> uh but first listen to the rest of this podcast <laughs> all right well speaking of which we're gonna come back just in a couple minutes we're gonna talk about love we're gonna talk about valentine's day valentine's day passed for our experience so uh we'll be right back ready and goodie forever bro we have a problem how long was this? 50 minutes. Well, how much of it was us dicking around and trying to... Not that much. Because you started recording earlier than me. Uh, <laughs> we done did it wrong, Chris. We, I feel like we got to cut something. <laughs> I've never been a Captain Marvel fan. Wait, Captain Marvel. Captain America fan? Did you say Captain Marvel? I don't know. <laughs> Captain America <laughs> and Peggy. It's um, 8 p.m. There's no reason for us to be like this right now. <laughs> yeah. It's All right, let me get rust. the squeaks out of my chair. There it's ring rust. All right, let's start over. This is fine. They got to gotta oil up this chair or something. I'm hot. <laughs> yeah, you are. Welcome back. Oh, I, did you say yes? <laughs> yeah. Well, I said yeah with welcome back. Oh, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're going to talk about Valentine's Day and love, and I'm very excited to do that. Um, I, You have, like when we talked about doing a Valentine's Day slash love episode, you like started rattling off all these Valentine's Day stories, especially Valentine's Day fails in particular. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm pretty bad at, I was pretty bad <laughs> at Valentine's Day. So I had like one like win story, but uh, let's hear some of your Valentine's Day fails. All right. So some backstory. I'm... Uh, initially one of three brothers, mm-hmm. uh, parents divorced, living with dad, no friends who ha- are girls wow. and I'm hanging out with guys all day and have no idea how to communicate with women. <laughs> just burping and farting all day, all day, all day, every single day. Um, 
And so, you know, you're growing up, you're in elementary school, you think girls are cute, you just but you're all you're thinking about is, is Dragon Ball Z and, and running around <laughs> with your friends. Yeah. You know, like it's not so much like, girls are gross. It's just like, oh my gosh, they're so pretty. Well, how do I approach angels? You know? Right. Like right. that's like where I was at as a kid in in elementary school. And so I would have these crushes. I had cr- I had so many crushes growing up because yeah, same. I couldn't act on any of them. Mm-hmm. Even to get rejected, like because I didn't know how to talk to girls, which is like such a ridiculous thing that it's I true. never figured out. I mean, I, I worked through it eventually, but you know, even that there's probably still some hangovers. But either way, so Valentine's Day is like the in, mm-hmm. you know. That's that's when you make a snap. shoot your that's shot. You show that's when you shoot your shot. Definitely not, you know, every other day of the yeah. entire calendar year. No, it's Valentine's Day. It's about love. And who knows? Maybe while you have a crush on them, they actually have a crush on you, too. Who knows? <laughs> they do that on TV all the time. So I have two tragic stories to share. Oh, no. uh, one of which I had blocked out of my mind <laughs> until my brother, Andrew, brought it up to me because he uh-huh. helped me try to fix this problem. So first was uh, I got a necklace from, I think it might have been from the books book fair, even. <laughs> Uh, but I got this necklace. I think her name was Tori, maybe. Oh wow, I dated a Tori. You stole Tori? No, I'm just kidding. And so uh, <laughs> it's like it's like oh Tori, Tori's so pretty. She's so cool. She probably loved this necklace. It looks so great on her. I get this necklace and I'm like sweating. I have it, like at my desk. It's like like I don't even have a game plan on how to give it to her. Like like at best i could have been here and then like walked away from her (laughs) yeah like i couldn't i couldn't figure out how to do it right but again i'm so far removed from the ability to communicate with women that like i don't see dibs at all or anything like (laughs) like if someone else wants one of my crushes go ahead because uh they're fantasies to me at this point because i have no (laughs) ability to act on them yeah so i knew this other kid zach uh these might be their real names. They might not be their real names. I have no idea at this point. We're talking like we're talking almost thirty years in the past. You know, it was just great almost to say once you're thirty. 30 it was definitely it was definitely twenty years in the past. Once you're thirty, <laughs> anything like anything when you're a kid is basically when you're an infant. Got it. Uh, so I know that Zach likes Tori. Yeah. I'm like, oh, for, uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm like about to pass out. Like I'm just like so like internally rot because I don't know how to interact with people. And I was like, I'm like, hey. You like Tori, don't you? And like I'm dying on the inside. Like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. And he's what? like, yeah, uh, yeah. But he actually knows how to talk to people. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do. Uh, they might have even been boyfriend and girlfriend. And I was like, oh well, I have this necklace. She'd probably like it. He's like, oh really? And I was like, no. yeah, here you go. And he's like, oh thanks. And he, he got the necklace for me and like went over and gave it to her and it like went over as a hit. Like, she loved the necklace. She's Dang. like, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. On Valentine's Day. Yikes. <laughs> and then, uh, maybe, not to, you know, I've been, I hold, you know, I mentioned to you that I wanted to, like, use a reggae horn for something. Yeah. Maybe the reggae horn, and listeners, give us your feedback. Maybe the reggae horn happens when we tell a story that should have been to a therapist. <laughs> that clearly is coming from some deep-seated trauma from our past. Maybe that's the reggae horn. Uh, yeah, pro- <laughs> internalized trauma um and then the other tragic uh valentine's day story uh is so there's a drugstore that was like up 
the street for me. So like, there's a main so street romantic. in town, and then uh, the street that I'm at, it, like, it goes right up to it. It connects. It's a short walk. I'm a child. I have change <laughs> in my pocket. Yeah. Because uh, I don't have any money. I'm small and I have no money. Please be kind to me, John Mulaney. Uh, uh, and so I walk up to the store and I'm looking for something for Valentine's Day. And like, I'm pretty sure it's like in my head, like I have no idea who I'm going to give it to. Because mm-hmm. again, I have crushes on everyone, no ability to communicate with any of them. So I'm just like, oh, let's look for Valentine's. And then when I get to school, I'll figure out who to give it to. Wow. So right. <laughs> You know, really make them feel special. <laughs> so I go there and I see it. I see it. It's shiny. It's gold. It's a trophy. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I look at it. It says, it says, number one lover. Wow. On it. And I was, I was, I was like, thinking, yeah. like, world's best boss. <laughs> I'm looking at this trophy. I'm like, yeah, frick. I'm going to give this to the number one love in my life. Yikes. Again, backstory, we're going to figure out who it is. So I'm like, so I, I grab it and I go up to the cashier. And I said, there, like, smile on my face. Like, I was like, oh, she's like, are you sure you want the-? And I'm like a child. Like, oh my God. Maybe not even puberty yet. And I have a trophy saying, like, world's best lover or number one lover or something. Wow. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I want it, obviously. Like, here's the money. And she's like, okay like and, sh- and i think the girl who was ringing me up was probably only like 19 yeah so like <laughs> woof just like for all she knows i'm just this you know big cock on the walk just <laughs> just strutting my stuff like yeah and out of all my girls this is for my number one lover wow. you know and so uh she rings me up i get it i get home andrew sees it and he informs me what lover actually means <laughs> And I'm heartbroken. Oh, so here's no. here's the plan. Frick. I already bought this. I probably threw away the receipt. Or I'm a child and I don't even think about returning it. Yeah. Like, how do I make this still work? Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I get a <laughs> knife. And it's like molded into the plastic number one lover. Uh-huh. So I'm just scraping at it. Trying to get the words off. Because I can just get like, it's a trophy, little trophy with a little heart on it. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'm scratching it up. And like the paint's chipping off, yeah. and it's just getting worse and worse, and it's so scratchy, and it doesn't make any sense anymore. And I finally get the words off, and then it just says "number one lover," except super close to it instead of far away from it. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh frick! I gotta figure out a way to solve this." And all the paint's all chipped off, so I find mm. some some uh, some like model paint. Right, mm. I found a little brown bottle, wrong colored brown too, like like four shades off. And I paint oh, the whole no. base of it to brown to try and hide what it used to say. And I have this trophy in my shame. It dries overnight. And I'm still in it. Like, I should have just, like, a band big, oh, well, this is dumb, and yeah. threw it away. But, like, once I commit to a plan, you know, I'm like, I'm like I bought this thing to give to someone, and I'm going to give it to them. <laughs> so I get, I get the trophy. I put it in my little backpack. I go to school. I'm looking around I'm like, all right, who's the lucky lady who's going to get this trophy? And it, But again, I have no ability to communicate the ladies, girls. I'm also mm-hmm. a child. Right. And I fold under the pressure. Mm. And I don't know where this trophy is to this day. I don't even know if I like coordinated whose cubby it was. 
but I think I like just like in passing, like while we're trying to like, get to our desk, I just like threw it in someone's cubby. Oh no! So no. some some kid. Wow. Who knows, boy, girl? Who Your knows? Number one lover. Just just like like all right, time to go home, and like grabs their backpack, and they have a trophy with a heart on it, and they're like weird. Ooh, oh my gosh! They probably thought for the rest of the school year they had a secret admirer. Well, yeah. But, I mean, technically they did. I mean, if they were a girl, most likely. Yeah. But they just walk around like, oh, someone cares. Someone someone wanted to be on my Valentine, but they couldn't do it. How sweet. And like, and then I just moved on. I just went home, watched Dragon Ball Z, you know, played mm-hmm. Sega. Well, clearly it impacted you to some degree, if you remember that story. Well, to the start of the story, remember, it was blocked away until Andrew reminded me of it. That's right. That's right. It's one of those, it's one of those ones where it was better left un, unremembered. And then... The trauma. Yeah. That's why I, I don't know if I forgot it or if it's repa- repressed. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so how bad was your Valentine's Day growing up? <laughs> you said you created this whole category for Valentine's Day fails. I'm like, I don't know. I don't really think I have anything in that category. Until <laughs> like 11th grade, every Valentine's Day was a fail for me. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like I probably just didn't have the guts to try anything spectacular. You just had, you know, you were trying things that were going poorly. I just I had the plan. That. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get that far. I can only imagine being the teacher in the classroom, just seeing me just like like pasty and sweaty every day, just like yeah. there's girls here, you know. Just <laughs> uh, I can remember uh, in kindergarten, I like kissed a bunch of girls. It had nothing to do with Valentine's Day, Ooh, <laughs> but I think three oh, yeah. three different girls got a smooch from from I think, yours truly. Uh, Remember that apology from the apology section? Yeah, yeah. Dude, being a, being a little child baller, yeah, it's crazy. You don't choose that life. Good know? thing they didn't have me too back then. We didn't even have we For didn't even know what sure. cell phones were like back then. Yeah, I would not have. Can you imagine getting canceled in kindergarten? <laughs> yeah, I had. Um, when I think about Valentine's Day, one of the biggest Valentine's Days that comes to my mind is like when I really nailed it. Um, I was the waiter at a restaurant. It was like a little restaurant, like not like a chain that anyone has heard of before. Um, but they had like a Valentine's Day like special. Well, so they had like a special menu, you know, super expensive, that kind of stuff. Um, but since I was a waiter there, I had like the hookup. So um, we went, we like were doing something for church the day of Valentine's Day. So it was the day after we went together to this restaurant and I had made arrangements to like have the special uh, menu and I put like flowers and balloons on a table and like candles and like set it up i went early to like set it up all nice i may have texted my boss to like light the candles or something like that um but i was able to like say hey you just want to go to the restaurant that i work at for dinner and she was like yeah she like thought it was nothing is this sam oh yes yes okay (laughs) my current wife yes um i couldn't even tell you what year it was i probably could if i looked for the day that you know valentine's day was a saturday but um so I was like, yeah, we'll just go down to the restaurant and have dinner. And we walked in, and there's this one table. I was like, well, it's done up. <laughs> it looks like something special is going on over there. And so I got to bring her to that table, and we were able to eat off the special menu. Um, I later found out that random couples were coming in and sitting at this table like it wasn't reserved, like <laughs> just because they wanted to have the special candle and flower table. Uh-huh. But that was the, the, the Valentine's Day that I went the hardest and succeeded in the biggest way. That's crazy. Yeah, it was a good one. I did good. Oh, it'd been funny if you oh, like you walk up to it, be like, oh, I wonder who this table's for. This is pretty fancy. 
Yeah. You like sit down and be like, oh, it's comfy too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did some version of that. Oh, I wonder where we should sit. But, you know, how about this one over here? See, kids, if you want to make it work, even though it's definitely not going to work, you got to put in the effort. That's true. That level of effort, you can't even get out of husbands. That's true. It's very true. I, I don't know. I put in ed- uh, lots of effort when I have good ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I don't have a good idea, you will get nothing. I'm not going to give you like a bad present. I'm going to like pretend it's not Valentine's Day or your birthday or Christmas. Most Valentine's Days, especially the last few years, me and Em, we'll go to Tomo in Glassboro, New Jersey mm-hmm. and pound as much sushi as we possibly can because it's an all-you-can-eat place, but it's not like they make it and leave out trays. You get a sheet of paper and you can write what you want and they oh, make sweet. it in front of you. That's well, cool. you can see them. You could sit in front of them, but it's not very romantic. Yeah. But I just like to like, hand my paper. I'm like, take this. And then they go and they <laughs> give me my food. Yeah. You know, like I'm so much better than them. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. In Valentine's Day, I know like everyone's like, some people try to be like sexy, try yeah. to be romantic. And like, I'll eat 58 pieces of sushi <laughs> while Emily's like trying to keep up. Like we're both just like going ham because like, yeah. The love's oh. there, but man, we're at Tomo. It's a special time. <laughs> That's true. I get it. <laughs> Did you have uh, any other Valentine's y- Day stories? Uh, one year we went to the hospital, and then I and then we broke up. Oh. That's how she tells the story. <laughs> um, the real story is that we started dating way too early in our mm. in our friendship, and then it was Valentine's Day. I don't know if she was sick or injured, but we went to the hospital and spent Valentine's Day in the hospital. And then, like, later that week, we broke up. The relationship the first time around was, like, two weeks long. Oh, wow. Yes. We don't even even count that as our beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, when we think of, like, our anniversary, um, that's definitely not it. Yeah. Because, like, (laughs) we broke up, and then we stayed broken up for probably a year, maybe even two years. Sorry for making all this noise, everybody. I'm uh, I'm messing with... uh, Butterfly gummies. I'm trying to close it, but I can't do it stealthily. <laughs> Some sweet ASMR right there. So we wanted to have a conversation that wasn't just Valentine's Day, but kind of like love-focused. Um, and you made the observation that of the f- of the four of us, both of us and our partners, we have mm-hmm. we are over four in parents that are still together. <laughs> yeah, birth parents. Yeah, divorce to our knowledge is a hundred percent. Everyone gets yeah. divorced. <laughs> yeah. Even if you, like, go back a generation, it doesn't get a whole lot much better for us, at least on our end. Like, if you go, you know, like, our our parents, I mean, mm-hmm. our grandparents, like, our parents' parents, I'm, like, really? between the two of us, we're one for four. I think Emily's grandparents stayed together till their deaths. Mm-hmm. They didn't die in, like, a, a tragedy. Right. Can you imagine all four of them? Wow. Man. Weird double date gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, our kids are got together, so uh, you guys, you got, you bring up a kid pretty good. Let's uh, let's head on down to the let's play bridge, to the drive-in. He's <laughs> like, oh, my brakes are cut. Uh. <laughs> They've been murdered. Yeah, that's, that's where my mind went. Uh, anyways, no, I think Emily's grandparents made it the whole way, and I know that my grandparents made it both on both sides. Oh wow, made okay. it the whole way. Okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Well, my dad had my dad's uh, parents. They had it lucky because he died in while well, my dad was like eighteen or something. Super lucky. Yeah. So he like <laughs> he, nailed, he nailed getting out of there um, and, and not getting a divorce. Uh, oh man! You know how trauma just like works its way up. Yeah, just, like, I do. Things. I really do. 
Like my parents <laughs> got divorced when I was in, I wasn't until I was in high school that they got divorced. So like for much of my childhood, I was like watching my friends have to like go to two Christmases or whatever. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I'm so lucky that my parents love each other. <laughs> Little did I know. It's like Cupid heard you and is like, he's broke his arrow. That was like their relationship. Like, oh, that's what yeah. you get for making fun of divorced kids. <laughs> Children yeah. of divorce. I said, did I say divorced uh, kids? I think you did. But I knew what you meant. I think my parents met at like a, a campground or something. If I'm not mistaken, like um, both of their parents were like camping at this campground and they ran into each other at something, some like thing and. They did ever since. I, I recently heard a story um, from my grandma. My grandfather, my pap, recently passed away. And so I was hearing lots of stories about pap. And one of them is he loved, he was like a veteran, like a man's man. He was in the the um, like welding un- union for like 50 years or something. And um, when you bought a car, you were American made. Every time, it's got to be American made. Mm-hmm. My dad drove a Toyota. So... <laughs> He actually made him park at on the street. Like, he would make him park at the bottom of the driveway. They had a huge driveway. He had to walk up um, just because his car wasn't American-made. <laughs> My pap drove a Ford, like, every day of his life. And he did that early in their relationship? Yes, yes. I would have broken up then. Frick. That's a perseverance. <laughs> that is for sure. He earned it. I was talking to Andrew recently, and uh-huh. I was like, you know, isn't it kind of weird that, like, we don't know... Like, I don't know, do you know how our parents met? And he's like, I have no idea. And I'm like, yeah. so we're just here. We have no clue why we're here. We're just, here we are. That's selfishness happened. to the People extreme. Met, made us. And then Andrew's like, uh, they got divorced when we were in elementary school. I was like, yeah. He's like, it's not really one of those fond memory lanes that dad wants to stroll down with us to tell us right. about how he met our mother, you know? And I was like, oh, Frank, that makes sense. Dang. <laughs> Uh, one of the one of the common themes you'll you'll pick up on this podcast is that my younger brother's wiser than me. Oh. But uh but I do know my grandparents on my mom's side story. Okay. If you'd like to take a yeah. journey. So my grandfather, he uh was born and raised in this place called Eret, Virginia. Uh-huh. And my grandmother was born and raised in a little hamlet of Vandegrift, Pennsylvania. They live completely different lives. My grandpa drops out of school in second grade. He's working on the farm. Uh, He joins the military and eventually moves to New York. My grandma, she uh, becomes a flight attendant and ends up working out of JFK in New York. Nice. And so he's working in a restaurant. She's rooming with several girls trying to afford rent in New York. And... They meet in the in the restaurant where he's working. Like mm-hmm. she was a regular, he was a cook, and uh, wow, she had a friend who was dating a friend of his, and so they like they had a spaghetti night one night. They're like, oh, we should double date sometime. Emily's making brownies. The love of my life, everybody is uh, <laughs> is cooking right now, making all types of clinging and clanging. But uh, should, should we wait for? No, she's making brownies, so it's gonna be a while for making the clinging and clanging. I, you know, I love the sound of of the love of my life just walking around. <laughs> what? You can't look at me angrily. I'm saying love of my life every time I say a thing. Do you know where I was in the story, Em? Spaghetti dinner. 
Spaghetti dinner. That's the one. That's when I love her. She always gets me back on track when I uh, lose my mind. Okay, so uh, they're both in New York. They're at this restaurant. They're, they're friends whose couples are like, you know what we should do? We should have a double date. And what they do is they... Spaghetti dinner. Uh, they have a spaghetti dinner. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> things are going great. Things are going awesome. He's like back at work. And uh, his buddy comes in and is like, oh, what would you think of her? He's like, oh, she's all right. That's what my pap said about my grandma. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so they have a beach day. Everyone's going to the beach. It's like a, it's like a music video. And... <laughs> They're all playing around. They're playing volleyball. They're like splashing each other in the ocean. And uh, my pap's like roughhousing a little bit, being silly with like a different girl. And my grandma goes over and shoves him over, and and just and just goes off. And the guy's like, "Oh, you gotta you gotta go after a man." He's like, "Okay, okay." And so he goes up to her, and she's like pouting and crying. He's like, "What's going on?" She goes, I thought you were my boyfriend. (laughs) And at that moment, they became boyfriend and girlfriend. Wow. Got married, moved back to Vanagrift. I'm I'm speeding up the the timeline of their life, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Three three kids, um, followed by nine, nine (laughs) grandkids. Yeah. Several uh, great grandkids. Crazy, wow. crazy story. I don't, I don't know much about my parents' love story, but I, I think about like the, yeah, the unique circumstances that brought. Like, it's not like they're from the same town. Yeah, like, yeah. They're both from two separate parts of the world met in New York. Yeah, and just made a life together. You mentioned that you wanted to tell that story, and I was like, I, I, I mean, not that I was against you sharing it, but I was like, you're weirdly enthusiastic about it. But I get it now. It's a very good story. <laughs> well, did you consider like your grandparents? You said they were still together. Um, were, was that like a love that you looked up to or, or look up to? It's very reflective of the relationship Emily and I have. Like, man, yeah. My pap is rough around the edges and I'm pretty rough around the edges of time. Yeah. And like, I'm wrong often. And <laughs> what makes me a better person is what made my pap a better person is having mm-hmm. a feisty woman who puts us in our place, checks yeah. us. You know, tells us like, "Hey, you're kind of being a jerk right now. Like, cut yeah. it out." You know, and so like, yeah, I definitely like, even subconsciously, I think I like idolized like their relationship, and I like even like, in the back of my head, you know, I don't nothing against my mom. I love my mom, but I don't think I was you know looking out for a girl like my mom. Sure, but like traits of my grandma. Like I like yeah. I realized after dating Emily for a couple of years, I'm like, oh frick, you're a lot like my grandma. She's like, what? I was like, nothing, nothing. <laughs> it's not weird, I promise. <laughs> but yeah, that's like that's like the the relationship that I looked up to. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I guess kind of for me, but like my grandparents, um, I get some of the like goofiness that my pap had. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, he would always he always gave us girl advice, me and my brothers. And like his, uh, he would like ask us how many girlfriends we had. <laughs> he was like, only one. What are you doing? <laughs> and then he would advise us to always break up with our girlfriends before Christmas and get back with them after Valentine's Day <laughs> to skip all those gifts. That's great advice. <laughs> I know. So like that kind of like his comedy, I feel like I, uh, I looked up to and still look up to, you know, like, cause he kind of, a lot of his jokes were at my grandma's expense. Um, yeah. One time I think he was sick and, uh, my grandma offered to make him a pie. Could you, can I make you some sort of pie? Would that make you feel better? And he said, yeah. She said, what kind? He said, 
you know, I could really go for a dingleberry pie. And grandma did not know <laughs> what a dingleberry was. So she said, okay, I'll make that for you. So this woman went to the store looking for dingleberries. Oh no. Couldn't find them. Asked an associate. <laughs> hey, you guys have Sir. any blinker fluid? <laughs> Sir, can you help me find the dingleberries? <laughs> and that man had to explain to her what a dingleberry is. So that's Pat. Oh man, and I wish I was a fly on the wall in that room when she came home. Oh man. <laughs> she does not have quite the same sense of humor. <laughs> like she laughs when she tells the story now, but at the time, I'm not as sure <laughs> it would have been as funny to her as it is to me now. Yeah. It's it's interesting, like I definitely like looked up and even like idolized my grandparents' relationship in a way. Um but like that immediate uh relationship that you're supposed to look up after, like your yeah. parents. Like, my, I was always, you know, the the guy on the outside growing up, but, like, my parents got divorced when I was in, like, fourth or fifth grade, yeah. and even, like, now, like, like it, it just dawned on me, like, Emily informed me, actually, she, like, picks up the patterns before I do, that, like, I didn't have a guideline of, like, how sure. to handle relationships. I didn't really get, like, how to have a, like, disagreement with someone, because I've never seen a couple disagree. I've never seen right. a couple work through an argument. So like, I'm like, oh my God, this is it then? This is where our relationship ends? And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, we're fighting. This, this, that's it, right? That's what happens? <laughs> she's like, no. No. Like, we're going to disagree. Then we're going to talk yeah. it out. Yeah. And then we're going to yell. And then we're going to apologize. And then still like hold our stance. And then you, you go back and forth. Figure you, you, you figure out, you work through these emotions. And, like, I just, I just had no frame of reference. The only thing I had for, like, understanding how relationships work is what you see on TV, really, when you think yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. So, like, hmm. I, it took me 28 years of my life to realize that I had no idea how to communicate in a relationship. I was in a relationship with Emily for five years before we realized how bad it really was. Because, mm-hmm. like, as you get older and real, like, real, real life starts coming up, like, bills, rent, you know. Right, right. Like, the harder challenges that we've more or less like been able to skirt by just fine. But now because of the move, it's a little bit more difficult. Like sure. New challenge. A lot, a lot of the cracks in, in my foundation that honestly isn't, wasn't even there really is yeah. starting to show. And it's like, Oh frick. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. We'll definitely come back to some of that stuff, but I'd like to go in chronological order. So, um, if we go to the TV shows that were modeling love and romance for you, what were your like foundational relationships, early girlfriends, anything in that world that uh, that you think is noteworthy? You mean like uh, like early like kitty girlfriends? Yeah. Like when I was a child. What were stuff? you doing? What was little Mario up to? Well, I don't know if my number is, is exact there in our in our show notes. The five girlfriends. Yeah. But like, I think I was in third or fourth grade when I had my first girlfriend. Yeah. And then, like, didn't see her for a long right. time because it was summer. Sure. And, like, I ran into her at, like, the park. Wow. She's like, I don't want to be your girlfriend anymore. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. like it's almost like she's been waiting to, like, see me to break up with me. And, like, oh, you. Uh, <laughs> Mario, right? Uh, we're broken up. <laughs> yeah. And then I handled that horribly because I was so, like, distraught. And because uh, think about it from my perspective. It's like, oh, there's my girl. Oh. <laughs> I'm single. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the very few times I was able to, like, ask girls out, like, didn't always work great for me. Like, uh, this one girl I asked to go to the, hmm. to the, to the roller rink by me. Yeah. And, uh, she was goth. But I thought what I was seeing at school was the extent of how gothy she was. It turns out the dress code was holding her back. Whoa. And so I get to the roller rink and she's got like her makeup all the way done. She's got the spikes. She's got like everything. And I didn't want to skate with her. (laughs) You know, and looking back, like, I wish I did skate with her. Because, you know, Emily talked about this before. Like, we're great together. We're each other's match. We're each other's halves. But if we were single... What are some like the types that like you never dated and you wish you like would have tried and like mm. uh, the goth girl, like that trope, yeah. and I could have I could have had a shot at it, but I uh, scared I you chickened away. out again. Oh, dude, it was so scary. It was so scary. <laughs> I was like, I like avoided her. Like I asked her to come uh. to the roller rink. She probably would have been anywhere else in the world. Like she was literally only at that roller rink, probably for me. For you, and I like avoided her the whole time. She's like, "What's going on?" Wow. Like, oh, cold. I don't. I don't like you yikes yeah i had an early one like that as well i think um and i i I, and this is some trauma that i may have buried i don't remember if she broke up with me because she was moving away or if she just moved away so you might still be dating this girl yeah 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 and and occasionally i would like um i would think I, i thought about her a lot like through elementary school and middle school after she had moved i like it's like man i wonder where she's at and, like, even in do adulthood, I would, like, search her on Facebook. I was like, I wonder if I can find that girl. Because I remembered her name, clear as day. Um, she moved in, like, ah, first or second grade or something. And I really remembered. I, for some if reason, you, I... What's that? If you didn't actually break up, I hate to break with Sam, you're still with this girl. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's reasonable. And I probably... I don't know if she would remember me enough for me to, like, track her down and be like, Hey, remember that we're together? <laughs> you should find her. But, hey... Hey, I want to break up. <laughs> That's what I'm also afraid of, that she broke, she did break up with me, and I'm not just remembering uh, it, clearly. I'm a little afraid of that. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, man. That was formative for it's me. It's so long ago that even she said, we did break up, be like, no, you left. Like, just like... Oh, that's true. Just gaslight her. Just uh, <laughs> And I broke up with a girl because of ketchup. Tell me everything. <laughs> so you know how I have my food fears. Yeah. Right? Uh, Emily's dying. You're special In the other boy. room. <laughs> I'm a special, special boy. <laughs> how does it feel taking advantage of such a mentally unstable person for a podcast? <laughs> Emily's dying. In the other room. <laughs> so. I don't know if you can hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, I asked this girl. Well, okay. She had a hot older sister, but she was taken. And, nice. and she was my age. And so I was like, <laughs> all right. And so I asked this girl to go to the movies with me. Right? Neither one of us are old enough to drive. This is probably seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, because her sister was also at the dance. And it was a middle school dance. She's in eighth grade. So Got it. I'm in seventh grade. This girl's in seventh grade. Her eighth grade sister is, at the time... Because now she's a kid, I'm an adult, so I can't say it. But when I was a kid, I was like, oh, she's beautiful or whatever. But mm. her sister was all right, too, at the time. <laughs> um, and so, and she probably is all right now still. I have no idea, because it's been forever. 
Yeah. Over-explaining. Over-explaining. Um, so, I asked this girl, I'm like, hey, do you want to go catch a movie sometimes? Real smooth. This is the most <clears> successful <throat> conversation I've ever had with a woman in my life at this point. <laughs> and she says, yeah. Dang. And we go to the movies. We had dropped off. My, my dad drops me off. Her mom drops her off. We go to the movies. My dad gives me money, so I buy popcorn and a drink. We go in. This, this movie theater is now a advanced auto parts. Like, it oh, tore it down. No. It doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> Damn. Uh, probably for the best. Um, and, oh, no, I wish it was still there. It was a pretty sick movie theater. Oh, I'll, I'll build it in Minecraft later. Um, <laughs> what happened was we went there, went th- and we saw the movie. We watched the movie intently and didn't speak the whole time. And then the movie was over, and the movie let out. And then I th- we may have held hands. I don't know, but... Like, okay, movie's over. And then I just get in my dad's car and she gets in her mom's car. And that's the date. Yo. There's no, like, dinner or conversation. It's just like, oh, you gonna go see a movie? It's yeah. popcorn. We got, went and got us on a movie. Like, yeah, did what we said we were gonna do. And then we left. <laughs> and, we left. <laughs> and then here's where ketchup comes into play. Uh, the next day. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> the next day, yeah. It's, it seems like it's so unrelated. The next day, we were at school. We had a successful date, so now we might be a thing. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she decides to sit with me and my friends at lunch. She didn't ask uh, me. Bold move. She, but she did. Power move. She's being a boss girl, right? All right. Big All boss right. girl move. Slay queen. And so, you know how like, the trays are, are cut up into segments? Like mm-hmm. our lunch tray? She had a full, dedicated square filled to the rim with ketchup yeah. she sits right next to me and of course it's the square closest to me <laughs> and i don't know we could have been talking about how dogecoin's gonna go to the moon before yeah. dogecoin even existed yeah it didn't matter what they were saying because i was doing this the whole time i was just staring at it like afraid of the ketchup grossed out by the ketchup like oh. I, I, it's so gross to me and she's like dipping her like sandwich in it like, full and, like, sloppy, like, oh, some good ketchup. <laughs> like, taking her fries, scooping it in. And I'm just, like, I don't think I said a word that lunch. And then I just, I just, like, avoided her. I, just, I was, like, I was, like, oh, this can't, this is disgusting. Oh, wow. And I think I might have even been, like, oh, I can't do this. And she's, like, what? And I just, like, walked away. <laughs> Which is probably for the best, because if I was, like, you like ketchup? It probably, it probably <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it probably haunts her to this day. Like, <laughs> like oh, I can't do this. Why? Oh. Eat ketchup. <laughs> and so that was that. Uh, but there were some successes in my life. All right. Um, I dated one girl in high school. Because her friend shot me down, so I asked her out. But it turned out all right. It turned out all Smart. right. Smart. And then I, after I moved, because my dad remarried, after we moved, I met a girl later who was back where we were. And so she was pretty cool. But we also, neither one of us knew how to be in a relationship. She was like what I would categorize as like a true first girlfriend, like where you're actually trying to make yeah. things work. Right. Uh, but of course it didn't work because distance when neither one of us can drive and we're both like kids yeah. still doesn't yeah. doesn't work doesn't work yeah any any children with significant others listening to this podcast dump your significant other it's over. um give up it's already it's already over there's too much ketchup um <laughs> and then 
My first real relationship was in like 10th or 11th grade, maybe. Okay. Multi-year. Yo. And like the first time like I could say like, that's probably, I don't know if I've ever dropped the L word to any other girl involved. I think there's other girlfriends who just, you forget about sure. them. And it's, yeah, it doesn't even matter. Then we got together through a note. <laughs> yeah. But like, occasionally, I don't know if I dropped the L, but that was like the first time I ever meant, meant it. Yeah. You know? It's not like I I wouldn't compare us breaking up to what divorcees feel like. Good. But it's hard to describe it as anything other than it. Okay. Because years with this person, you know, every friendship knows you as a couple. Every place you go to knows you as a couple. You know, you're thinking about your future. You're doing things together. If you're picking up on and putting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... And then, like, just at a certain point, it's like this relationship isn't working. Yeah. You know, and we're we're still young, we're still kids, and and it took years of like, and I'm not someone who, pro- if you haven't gathered, I'm not someone who processes things easily. Yeah. Like I'll just like be like, oh, I guess it's over. Was uh, <laughs> John Mulaney says I, I love that I quote him so much. He's not even my favorite comedian, but he goes, <laughs> yep, the boy's dead. Bury the boy. Bury bury the boy. Just like. <laughs> Like yeah. you, okay, we're broken up. Then you just move on. But then this the residuals because you never actually fix it. You never mourn the ending of a relationship. Yeah, sure. I I have trouble classifying what I would consider my first like real relationship, um, because it's like there's a couple in there that like I feel like we're very short. Like I don't rem- know if I'm remembering the timelines very well. Like I don't know if I'm remembering them accurately. Um, I can think of like my first ever like kiss. I feel like that one was the first like real relationship there may have been a couple before that where i was like dating girls that i thought were really pretty and and those ones had a lot of stock in my mind because <laughs> like because of the like social implications of wow i can date this girl wow i must be i must be on a good great things <laughs> dating great girls here in the future mm-hmm. um but i think it was in ninth grade where i i dated this girl from church and uh she had to like tell me to kiss her because <laughs> like i was a child and so like i but she had been with this like older guy so like she had like not like creepy i i can see your face there <laughs> it wasn't weird but she had been with this older guy where and she was a little older than me so like so it was surprising to her when i like let her off at the door and didn't kiss her goodnight. and then yeah. she told me i could and i gave her like a little peck on the cheek or whatever and she was like you know you can kiss me like harder (laughs) you can use your tongue you know right right what for tasting things (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i'm not sure i can do that actually (laughs) Uh, but i did and this is the same girl uh we talked about in in a past episode where we we were practicing in front of her brother a lot so um that's the same girl being a child is weird that is for sure if i could skip it all (laughs) just erase everything because like these stories that i that we share here like there's people out there who already know this. Yeah. But unprocessed. Yeah. Like, they just had brief glimpses into our life. Like, yes. oh, yeah, he took me to the movies, and then I had lunch with them, and they just, like, never spoke to me again. <laughs> but, like, I'm on the other side. Like, I was she such, no like, an undeveloped person, and, and like, yeah. I was crippled by anxiety and fear. And, and ketchup. You know? Like, and, the, and I'm just, like, the guy who, like, oh, yeah, went to the movies. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that, there's short stories. Like, that was, like, what I consider my first, like, real relationship. Mm-hmm. And then we go to who, at the time, was my current wife's best friend. <laughs> so I dated this first girl and she taught me that I can kiss girls and I did that a lot. Was she in the wedding? No. 
They they stopped being friends a while ago, oh, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, that ended it. So I dated this Sam's best friend and uh, for just like a little bit of time, but it was enough to like upset Sam a little bit. And then they were friends for like a little bit longer, I think. Um, and then pretty much just never spoke again. And uh, now we follow each other on Twitter and like... You should, you should tweet her. You should be like, hey, she just liked me- one of my tweets today. You should be like, remember when we kissed and then link this podcast? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Two girls that I did I not make that clear? Because because Sam's best friend, like we barely kissed at all. <laughs> Timeline it for me. Yes, I'm not sure if I'm telling the story well because Sam is here like talking and like making it very weird for me right now. <laughs> She's oh yeah, making sure to make it. Oh yeah, very I, I moved past the, my last one pretty quickly. <laughs> she says you should be uncomfortable. So, so in the timeline is the first girl that I kissed, we dated for just like a very short amount of time. And uh-huh. then I dated Sam's best friend. Who you didn't kiss at all. I, it was barely, like maybe once. Her brother was wasn't like, even there. He couldn't get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. Um, and then after that, there was definitely some room there. Um, then Sam and I got together. We were children and we were still together. Wow. I, again... I recognize that last one as like the first one I've said the L word to and like truly meant it. Yeah. But when I think about that now, by comparison for what I feel, you know, okay, we're going to be two grown weird men who also talk about deep things like love to each other. So I'm going to get a little cheesy here for a second. I can't even like, if, uh, if we were to use like a cup metaphor, like comparing love of how I felt about, the last one and Emily it's it's worlds apart it's it yeah it yeah doesn't even make sense like I don't know if you if you had a, a girlfriend who you were serious enough to drop the L word with before Sam I, yes in that I used the word but no in that it wasn't a serious it just thing didn't mean me. anything yeah but like it meant something it's weird to say but I I grieved that relationship ending sure but looking back at what I've like was hung up on what I had. It doesn't even, it doesn't even compare. Sure. Like, yeah, I never knew it was possible to feel this way about another person, you know, mm-hmm. like to fight for them, to work for them, to, to do your best to make sure things are taken care of. It's, it's worlds different. Yeah. Like if you're a kid in a relationship that's about to end by the end of this podcast and you're listening to this podcast, like just know that like, it's gonna suck you know maybe you are at that point where you think you love this person it's yeah. it seems like it's nothing once you once you really find something that you put like hard work and determination into and just like really open yourself up to and actually like develop as a person for yeah i almost wrote in the notes something about like what do you think love is <laughs> one of sam and i's biggest fights was uh she I, she had said you know i love you and i was like i love you too maybe i don't know what i said exactly but it got around to me being really philosophical about love. And I said to her, like, I mean, I think I love you. And she was like, what? <laughs> this is a text message conversation. I, like, I, mean, I think I do. But, like, how can I really know? Like, if I've never been in love, how would I know? <laughs> wait, wait. The first time she said I love you to you was over text? Not the first time. No. Oh. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. What? We started dating in 1965. <laughs> wait, the we first were children. Time you said I love you was over text? Yeah, for sure. Because we were kids. We were actual kids. Oh, yeah, I didn't meet Emily till college. Yeah, no, we were literal children. I said I love you under moonlight. Oh, beautiful. Good story. Yeah. But it was also like a like a Mack truck parking lot. 
we were making out in the car. We had to leave campus. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so I said to her, like, I think I do, but but how can I really know? And she did not take that news well <laughs> at all. What is love? Yes. So I was trying to have, like, an introspective conversation, and she was having her feelings hurt or whatever. Wow. Always making it about themselves, right? Yeah, right? How selfish. Wow. <laughs> so I almost wrote in the notes, like, what do you think that is? Like, what changed? What is different about this relationship that makes the cup so much more full than your past? Because I don't know if, like, that d- question is difficult to answer in a better way than you just did. Uh, but did you have anything else to add to that? It's like what you do for someone grows. Yeah. I, I would posit that... Sam would not answer that question at even close to that, but I would completely agree. Like, the way that I show my love is different than her. Yeah, uh, we have, like, uh, the love languages down there later. Yeah, Talk yeah. about, and acts of service is definitely one of them, but that's, that's not necessarily what I meant. It's like... Yeah, I don't think that's quite what I mean either. If Emily broke both of her legs, I wouldn't hesitate to wipe her butt for her. Or broke her arms. Broke her arms, not her legs. Can you imagine she broke her legs? I'm like, no, let me get it. <laughs> yes. But if Sam broke her legs, I would not hesitate to buy one of those backpack carrier things and I'd take her everywhere she yeah. needed to go. Like if they lost their legs, you could get you could be like uh uh you could be like Chewy, Chewbacca and Yoda. Just like just <laughs> yeah. like carry them around. And I wouldn't hesitate. She'd be like, you wanna That's go for long. a walk? Or no, I'll be like, hey, you wanna go for a walk? She'd be like, no, because she'd be down because she has no legs anymore. And I'd be like, well, you don't get to choose. And I just walk around town. And what I'm trying to say is that's true love. Yeah. Carrying around legless people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd kill for her. I'd probably kill if something happened to her in front of me and the person who did it to her was there. Like, Mm. like there's a a visceral protection. Yeah, for sure. But there's also a gentleness and... Being able, I don't know, I don't know about we. I've never seen you and Sam argue, mm-hmm. right? You've probably seen me and Emily argue. You, I think you saw it during this podcast. We had a yeah. brief little tip for a second, <laughs> yeah. but like I've never argued more fiercely with someone mm-hmm. either. It's like this openness to be wrong, sure. to be raw. Sure. Like they say, what is it? They, t- they say it takes three years for you to become who you were before you met someone. And, like, we're so far past that. We're, like, at that, like, I think we're, what is it, the seven-year itch or whatever? Like, we're long past that, even, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's hard to quantify, and I and I didn't really sit down to think about this. I wanted to I wanted to just come straight from the top of my head, but it's, like, yeah. it's indescribable in a way. Yeah. Yet, there's so many things we can say to describe it. Yes, I love that. Like, it's hard to put into words. But I can put it into stories, and I can put it into hypotheticals. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I, Sam and I have ever been at a concert, and like we're in like the, you know, the the pit or whatever, and yeah. people are getting rowdy and starting to bounce, like yeah. like I have I've become a shield, and uh-huh. and like I've never been more irrationally angry at a thirteen year old boy than when he almost sort of bounced into my wife. <laughs> like the, the stakes are not high, but I'm gonna take that moment very seriously. Yeah. Like usually when I'm standing behind her, like wrapping her up, it's like a hug. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to hang yeah. on tight, but in the concert, you're just kind of like, you're almost like a hula hoop around her just to keep people oh, away no, from her. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I move in front of her entirely so that I can also stare down the kids that are causing issues. But aren't she taller than her? She just misses the whole show? Well, I mean, no, because I stop them. Wow. I'm just imagining it, imagining in my head that Chris just stands in front of, in front of Sam 
at shows. <laughs> like a bouncer, yeah. Like she's like watching like over your shoulder of the show. Yes. You're like, well, that's for as long as it takes for, the, for me to settle the kids down. Mm-hmm. That's how it is, yes. We went to a couple shows um, and we. We're we're like kind of walking closer to the front of the, of the of the show, and it's a it's a field show, and there's a mosh pit, and so like it's getting a little dicey, and yeah. I'm like, but I see the promised land ahead, like it goes like groups of people, mosh pit, and then like a thin area, yeah, and then yeah. the stage, and like it there's a brief pause for the moshing, and I essentially picked her up and like sprinted forward, <laughs> yeah, and then. And now the, the mosh pit's pushing on my back and uh-huh. I'm using that and like taking little steps forward too. And like people yeah. will be like, look at me like, what are you doing? And I'll be like, people behind. And then we ended yeah. up front row for the show. And it was nice. one of our favorite bands at the time, a band that got canceled. Yeah. So I can't talk about it, but ah, you know, yes. it sucks. It's one of, we don't even listen to them anymore. Frank, we should do an episode on cancel culture. It's on the list, baby. <laughs> yeah. It, I like that. We've come to that. That conclusion. It's hard to describe in words, but stories illustrate it. Can't explain it. Yeah, but it's beautiful. I hope that our listeners experience it. Yeah. I hope you find love someday. You'll be fine if you don't. (laughs) Yeah, that's also true. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be fine if you don't, too. (laughs) We're not experts on singleness, but... (laughs) You'll probably save yourself a lot of heartache, you know? Like, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's a difficult thing. It's... It's hard. How do you wrap this up? Really pivoted from selling love to be like, it's not that. It's not all it's cracked up to me, guys. <laughs> it's worth. It's worth the pain. But yeah, there's pain. Yeah, that's for sure. It's beautiful. Yeah, we did good. You did good, kid. I hope we did. Love you, man. I love you too, brother. How long was this episode? Quite, quite long. We didn't even talk about friend love. We just only this. No. This whole podcast was just on on romantic. Yeah. Love. Yep. Just a couple bros. Chilling in a hot tub. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we got more for you. We got some recommendations coming at you, so uh, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. I always say, uh, we'll, uh, uh, we'll be right back every time. I can't stop. Like, oh, we should hook them up. And what they do is, man, now I just lost Chris. Oh, honest, I'm just losing all over the place. Chris just left the, the, the screen. Oh, he's back. I shouldn't have stopped. Should I just, should I just kept telling the story while you were gone? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so distracted. I'm too hot right now, too. That's right. Yeah, me too. So, something just happened. So there's a shift in tectonic plates. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. We have just a couple... Just a couple more minutes. We This has probably been a long episode. After I do some editing, it might be a little shorter than it is now, but uh, we've been talking for a while. Good conversation today. Um, we're going to leave you with some recommendations. We've been theming things out. I don't know if you did today. Barely. It's a stretch. That's all right. Yeah. So uh, my recommendation is right, uh, right in the sweet spot of our topic today of love. Um, I'd like to recommend the five love languages. Are you familiar at all with the five love languages? Yes, but tell me more. Yeah, it's a book by Dr. Gary Chapman, and it's a it's like Christian adjacent, you know, like it's sort of churchy language, but um, I've, you know, heard about the five love languages referenced all over the place. Um, so if you don't know them, there's five ways that you like kind of show love to your partner. Um and the five are words of affirmation, so like kind things, saying I love you, that kind of stuff. Physical touch, um, lots of hugs and snuggles. Receiving gifts, 
quality time and acts of service. So words, touch, gifts, time, and service. And so there's like a quiz in this book and you like find out what are the ways that you feel the most loved. Um, I found that mine is probably acts of service and words of affirmation are my top two. Do you know your top two? I should probably retake the test because yeah. I'm, I'm struggling to know exactly which one's mine. But I think, I know that I show right. my love through acts of service. Mm-hmm. That's where I, but I don't know if I accept it that way. Yeah, yeah, you might find that they're different. Probably. One of the, one of the, one of the, the loveliest things people do for me is hang out with me on, uh, on Zoom and uh, yeah. messenger video calls. So yeah. that's quality time too. Yeah, yeah. So what's yeah. interesting is Sam and I did this for like our premarital counseling and we found that my top two were her bottom two <laughs> and her top two were my bottom two. So like hers are uh, quality time and physical touch. And for me, it's like, you know, I can I can love people without touching them. <laughs> I can love people without spending a lot of time with them. Um, and so what's super cool about it is it explained like all of our fights. Like mm-hmm. when we were in college, our primary fights were her being like, why aren't we spending time together? And I'm like, we spend so much time together. Can I be alone for five seconds? And also me saying, why are you yelling at me? Why are you being so mean all the time? And she was just like, well, I'm just talking. But once we had, we figured this out and we figured out how love languages work, we were like, oh, that's why we fight about these things all the time. Cause we're not really like speaking each other's languages. Like there are these things that fill your tank and mm-hmm. you gotta do, you gotta be intentional to fill your partner's tank with love. Um, so I recommend everyone do it. Even if you're not like in a relationship, this is cool for like parenting relationships, for friendships, five love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. Super helpful. And my recommendation is a podcast mm-hmm. series. It's uh, only seven episodes. It's something for you and your uh, uh, loved one to enjoy together. Uh, it's true crime esque. Okay. It's uh, called the Apology Line. Have you heard of this yet? No. Apparently, it's super popular, too. I only found out through another uh, podcaster's recommendation, but apparently it's, like, uh, making news. Uh, mm-hmm. But it follows the apology line from the 1980s where this guy, he... Uh, I, I hope it's true, too, because I feel <laughs> like the more I listen to it, I'm like, this kind of feels like it's one of those, like, audio dramas. But I think it might be a real thing. <laughs> Either way, even if it's not real, it's something fun to check out. The premise is that it's the wife of a uh, deceased artist um, talking about his project from the 80s where he created a phone line in New York and put posters everywhere, essentially saying, call this number and confess whatever you want. Okay, cool. White collar, blue collar, crime, we wronged someone, call us. I'm not affiliated with the police. Don't give any details and just... Give your apology, and this apology will be played at some point in the future. And it just goes off the rails, and it's great and crazy. And I also like kind of want to start a project like yeah, it. yeah. So we can talk about that later. Cool. I just subscribed and uh, downloaded all the episodes. Anything else? Great. We're talking about. Well, we know for sure Jake's listening at this point. So Jake, uh, I hope that your plans for the wedding are going smoothly and I'm excited for the bachelor party and I still got to get my suit sized, but I have reminded the fellas. Yeah. Shout out to Tony. We know he's listening. Thanks for tuning in, my friend. Uh, Check out our conversation with Tony in episode seven. We had a good time with him. Any other shout outs you can think of? Evan, I love you. Thanks for listening. Yeah. You're, You're the best. Brian and Curtis are always tuning in. 
Yeah, great guys. Great I think guys. Dave might as well. I think he listened to episode eight. Tweet us. Yeah. Tweet us. Let us know that you're listening. And maybe, <laughs> who knows? Well, I mean, how many listeners do we have on a regular basis? This is still a new podcast. Yeah. We'll shout you out. That is for sure. You know, Emily, I know, listens. Sam listens. Yep. Our, our two our two greatest loves. They uh, are listening to this podcast. And so. So let us know. Thank you, everyone. And if we didn't say your name and you're listening to this, thank you for listening. Yes. In a big way. Thank you also for joining us at the table in our conversation here today uh, as we talk about love and Valentine's Day. So don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening. Rate us and review us. That would be super helpful. Um, just hit that five star. And I know uh, lots of people that are even like avid podcasters, like don't do a lot of rating, but do that for your friends. Do that for us. We'd love it if you give us a quick rating and even a review will be super helpful. Wherever you're listening, share this episode with someone you love. Shoot that link over to them wherever they listen to it. All right, you can find me online at Chris McNaney all over the place. You can find me at Mario Miley. That's uh, M-A-R-I-O-M-I-L-I-E. Everyone misspells my last name wrong. M-I-L-I-E. That's my handle everywhere. You can check out some episode highlights on TikTok at Welcome Back Podcast so we can keep the conversation going. And until next time, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Okay.